Lorden Arts Channel. I'm John Lorden. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here today. Case Cracked is the show where we look into a mystery, and what are the critical pieces that help solve that mystery? Today's episode is called The Serial Murderer. Christina Harris loved mentoring the people she worked with at the Subway Sandwich Shop inside Ascension Genesis Hospital in Grand Blanc Township, Michigan. Known by her friends to be a kind and caring person, Christina and her husband of more than 10 years, Jason, had two girls. Haley was born in 2009, but Callie-Ann had just been born in May of 2014. Christina loved being a mother, and with her recent promotion to manager, Christina looked forward to a bright future for her and her family. September 29th, 2014 started out just like any other day. Jason, who worked at a plastics factory, left early that morning while Christina slept. Later, he sent text messages and tried calling her phone, but he received no answer. Worried, he called a neighbor and asked them to go check on his wife. At 10 a.m., the neighbor entered the home through the unlocked front door. In the couple's bedroom, he found her lying in bed, unresponsive and cold to the touch. Another neighbor, who was a nurse, was called to help. After a quick examination, she called 911. Authorities arrived a short time later, but there was nothing that they could do for Christina. They pronounced her dead. An autopsy would show that the mother of two died from a heroin overdose. Christina wasn't known to do drugs, and when Jason was questioned, he said he knew nothing about any drug use. She had been suffering from a cold and asthma, but both were being treated by her doctor. The night before her death, Jason stated that she asked for a bowl of cereal, which he prepared for her. When he saw she was having difficulty holding her spoon, he helped her to bed where she slept all night. The next morning, when he left for work, he said Christina was, quote, not awake and not talking to him, but was coughing and in a restless sleep. He had no idea of what had happened. A neighbor confirmed that Jason had also told him that the night before her death, he made Christina a bowl of cereal, but Jason told that neighbor that she had dropped the bowl while eating and she had passed out in the living room. Assuming the overdose was some kind of accident, investigators closed the case. Jason seemed to accept their ruling. Christina's family, however, would not, and even Jason's family had their concerns. Two days after her death, Jason's own brother and sister showed up at the police station in Davison, where the couple lived, and told local investigators an intriguing story. They claimed that Jason had made comments in the past about getting rid of Christina. He had also been seeing other women before his wife's death. Christina's family showed up next. They claimed that Christina was never known to do drugs, and the easiest way to confirm that was to check her breast milk. At the time of her death, she was still feeding her baby with pumped milk and kept three containers of it in her mother's freezer, just in case it was needed. Her mother still had those containers. No testing was done even though the department did decide to look a little more closely at the case. Friends and family were re-interviewed, and leads were followed up, but with no substantial progress being made, the case was eventually handed over to the Michigan State Police in August of 2016. In the years that followed, both Christina's family and investigators continued to work on the case, 
Her mother stated that the day before she died, she had spent time with Christina, and Christina was in good spirits and good health. Her sisters refused to believe that Christina had taken drugs, let alone overdosed. Her sister Patricia Hutchinson said, quote, A healthy 36-year-old who doesn't wake up is not ordinary. That should have been suspect from the get-go. Because her death was considered accidental, there was no crime scene and no evidence taken. Her husband would have had all the time he needed to dispose of any evidence of a crime. They next looked into heroin and how it could be bought and used, which took them down some very unsavory paths, but ultimately led them nowhere. When the family pressed the investigators, the common replies that they were hearing were, if he got the heroin, where did he get it? We just don't know. So, the family decided to file a civil lawsuit. They kept working to track down more information. What they and investigators found would stun them all. When Jason's friends and neighbors were questioned, many claimed that Jason was definitely seeing other women when Christina was still alive. This was corroborated by the nearly 6,000 text messages he had sent to them. They also found that a little over a week after her death, Jason flew to Rhode Island to visit one of his girlfriends. And less than two months after that, he moved one of the women into his home. Jason had been fired from his job for constantly testing positive for drugs, but he also had collected $120,000 in life insurance on Christina. Before her death, he asked co-workers for Xanax or pills that would be odorless and tasteless in water because he wanted to, quote, knock her out so she would not feel anything. This, however, didn't work. He said that when he tried to get her to drink the laced water, she would spit it out, claiming it tasted bad. With pills no longer being an option, he reportedly offered $5,000 to a hitman to kill Christina. He stated that he just needed to get rid of her and didn't want a divorce where he would have to share custody of the children. That man was arrested before he could commit the murder. He was caught surveilling the couple's home, and he was found with a weapon. Because he had violated his parole, that man was sent back to prison. Jason then offered the same amount to a co-worker, but that man declined. When they were asked why none of this was reported to police, nobody really had an answer. Most telling were statements from Christina's friends. Before her death, she confided in others that she and Jason were having trouble in their marriage. She specifically told them, if something happens to me, look at Jason. Then there was that one piece of evidence that so far had been ignored, but wouldn't be any longer, the pre-pumped breast milk. Christina's family kept pushing, and finally they got it tested. It showed no trace of drugs of any kind. With these findings, in 2019, the medical examiner changed the ruling on her death from accidental it's a homicide. It was now believed that it was Jason who had killed his wife by lacing her milk and cereal with heroin, causing an overdose after she discovered his many affairs. In August of 2019, Jason was arrested at his Davison home, where he still lived with one of his girlfriends. He was charged with first-degree premeditated murder, solicitation of murder, and delivery of a controlled substance causing death. 
The 47-year-old pleaded not guilty at trial in November of 2021, but a jury would decide otherwise. He was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Circuit Court Judge David J. Newblatt addressed Jason directly at his sentencing. Quote, I agree completely with their verdict. You are guilty. You did this. You are a murderer. You're a liar. I want to make that very clear. The jury saw through your lies, and I see through your lies. After the trial, Christina's sister, Patricia Hutchinson, talked to the press about her family's long, hard journey to find the truth. Quote, It's surreal. Just because we've been fighting so long that I don't, it's almost like I don't know what to do now. How do you close this chapter? She also mentioned how hard it would be to have and raise children of her own without them knowing their Aunt Christina. Case cracked. I would like to thank ClickOnDetroit.com, MLive.com, The New York Post, People.com, Heavy.com, ABC12.com, and LawAndCrime.com. Of course, the biggest thank you goes to Christy Arnhart for researching and writing up today's case. And here she is now to discuss it with us. Well, Christy... Just when I think you're not going to find some other way for something to be solved. Solved? Well, I don't know that I would say it was solved by breast milk. Um, But it became a very important consideration in terms of letting the investigation know that something was really, really wrong with this case. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, And does this happen often? No. No. No, it does not. This was actually the first time in Michigan that breast milk had been used as evidence in a criminal case. And it's just, it's not something you hear about. Yeah, well, and I think there's um, there's something actually troubling about thinking of the flip side of that, which is what if uh, she was a legitimate drug user? Is mm-hmm. that really that dangerous to uh, a, a child that would be nursing? And as a matter of fact, I found a story that took place, I believe it was in Pennsylvania in 2018, a woman named Samantha Jones. And she actually was charged with killing her 11-month-old because she was breastfeeding him. She had been using drugs. And within a matter of hours after uh, she fed him, uh, he passed away. And they were able to test him and find, oh, wow, he's got methadone and methamphetamine, and he's got all this stuff in his system. My uh, Lord. So they did try to run charges, but as we've talked about on this case before, you know those penalties aren't too stiff. I think she took a plea deal. Um, I don't think she served any time on it. I think it wound up being another one of those cases when it comes to children. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, it's like a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so I did go looking. Well, I just to touch on it once, I, I guess, you know, there's certainly the question of premeditation in Samantha's case in particular, uh, certainly a big question because, you know, if she's using drugs and stuff, she's probably not having a, a lot of dealing with reality at that particular mm-hmm. time. So, you know, I, I don't feel like this was her attempt at a premeditated murder, but, you know, accidental, uh, a manslaughter charge of some kind, I would, I would certainly think so. Yeah. Um, one thing about Christina's case that I went looking for, I just couldn't find it, and I just wanted to run it by you. I couldn't find any date on when the milk was actually tested, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure, like, 
how long would that type of testing be viable? Like how long does a drug sample, even if it's frozen, like how long it's going to work? Did you find anything on that? I did actually. Okay. The CDC reports that pumped breast milk can be stored at room temperature for up to four hours in the refrigerator for up to four days or in the freezer for up to 12 months. But you know, that's for its intended use. Right. Right. You know, as a drug sample, it could last a whole lot longer. Yeah. 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 I went looking, I couldn't find the exact date of it, but what I did find was it really seemed like uh, it was the family pushing. And I think Mm -hmm. there's some articles I saw where it was even written and made it sound like the family actually conducted the testing. Like they actually paid for the testing, not, not the investigators. I'm not sure though, because you know, you run into little kind of weird factoids like that and you find out that's not exactly how it happened. And considering Mm -hmm. that the medical examiner overturned um, their ruling on it, I don't know. I I, I tend to think it probably would have been the investigation, but Mm -hmm. just to let you guys know, um, we're kind of seeing it written up both ways out there. So yeah. Uh, course a very big question and another heartbreaking aspect that unfortunately we talk way too much about on case cracked episodes another instance where you have both parents effectively taking out of these children's lives we have Haley and Kellyanne now with their mother deceased father in prison no chance of parole what happens with these little girls all I could find is that as of last month News sources are reporting that the girls' grandparents are still fighting for custody. So it doesn't look like this is going to end anytime soon for them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's it's just terrible. It's terrible to think what children can go through and something like that. And and just trying to deal with that for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how you get through a day where you're not having some consideration of, oh, if only my mom was here. Oh, if only my dad was here. Um, that's really, really tough. Yeah, it is. Um. So, once again, like, like I mentioned, I did some digging into this case as well, and it does seem very clear Christina's family uh, really helped make this conviction happen in a significant way. They're really the ones that kind of pushed it from one side of, oh, we think this is, first of all, it was an accident. Someone got heroin in my cereal. Like, what type of accident are we talking about here? Like, are you are you imagining some guy at the cereal boxing company that accidentally dropped his heroin? In Like, I don't understand even the kind of, we're going to conclude this is an accident starting point of this story. But thankfully, the sisters kind of helped, helped really push this. Yes, they did. The sisters, Katrina and Patricia, yeah, if they had not kept on this, it probably would have never been identified as a homicide, would have never been solved. And I really still can't understand how you can call that an accident in good conscience. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because even if there is something kind of, well, first of all, how do you assume it's accidental? But let's say that they were saying, okay, we don't think the husband in particular put heroin in his wife's cereal bowl. Mm -hmm. Okay, but that doesn't rule out that someone else somewhere could have been responsible for this, you know, yeah. outside of the husband's control, someone else that had access to the home uh, or something as simple as, you know, I mean, I know we had that terrible run in the eighties of like Tylenol being tainted, you know, mm-hmm. like someone going to a supermarket and, and contaminating a box or something like that. There still could be a criminal aspect to her death, mm-hmm. but for some reason, all that just gets laid down really early in this case. But um, and I mean, how easy is heroin to find there? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know it's an epidemic. I mean, it, it can't be too it hard is. to come across, but um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. It's really weird that uh, they kind of didn't look at the possibility of criminal aspects and roll that way with it. But Definitely. Her family made it happen. So, they did. Yeah, really thankful for them. I'm also thankful for you. Thank you so much for writing this up and sharing this story with us. I've got some other people to thank right now. Thank you, PayPal supporters Jennifer Wilson, Lillian Saizu, and Perlette Toussaint. For over six years, we have always run limited commercial ads here on YouTube, and we can't do that without support. If you'd like to help keep the channel going and growing, please visit lordandarts.com. There, you can sign up for Patreon, sign up for PayPal, buy merchandise, or even just buy us a coffee, like Candy Bishop recently did. We know that learning about the mechanisms that help support and find justice in these cases is important to understand the many unsolved cases we also cover, and we really appreciate your support in allowing us to continue doing that. Remember, you can get another Lord and Art story every week on the Seriously Mysterious podcast. A new episode is coming tomorrow and every Tuesday after that. Visit SeriouslyMysterious.com and remember to subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. While you're here... Don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell icon below if you want to catch one of our weekly secret studio live shows. And of course, I'll be back with a new unsolved mystery for you on Friday right here on the Lord and Arts channel.